0: Welcome to the pastor's study.
1: Uh, When I was 13 years old, all of us in class had to memorize the famous poem by Robert Frost, The Road Less Traveled. And if you know that poem, a man is walking through the forest, there's one fork in the road, and either he can go to the left, the road most traveled, very worn path, or to the right, the road less traveled, And he decides to go down the road less traveled. And he says two roads diverged in a wood and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Today we're going to learn from Romans chapter eight, the Holy Spirit chapter in the Bible, that there are two roads in life you can go down. You can go down the road most traveled. It's called the flesh. It's the evil human nature that you have, that you inherited from Adam and Eve. Most people in the world go down the road most travel. They follow their flesh and end up where they end up for eternity. Or says the Apostle Paul, you can go the road less traveled, the road of the Holy Spirit, and you'll end up eternally blessed. So let's look at this. Would you take out your Bible, turn to Romans chapter eight, and let's discover what happens if I go down the flesh road, and then what happens if I go down the spirit road, and let's pray. Lord, we pray for anyone watching this program that is going down the wrong road, that you will move them to turn their lives and now to follow the Holy Spirit. And Lord, teach us about these two paths in life. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans chapter 8 beginning at verse 12. Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 12. The Apostle Paul writes to the Christians at Rome. So then, brothers, we are under obligation not to the flesh, that's your evil human nature, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you must die. The first thing you get by going down the road of your flesh is death. And Paul's talking about two kinds of death there. First, I think he's talking about early physical death. People who go down the flesh road often die early. They get cirrhosis of the liver, or they have an overdose of drugs, or they get sexual diseases. But there's a second kind of death, that, I, and this is probably the main thing Paul is talking about. If you follow the flesh your whole life, you're going to go to hell. It is what's called spiritual death. Now, if you have watched this show, I've told you how troubling this was to me. Uh, Within the last year or so, the head bishop of the liberal Evangelical Lutheran Church in America was asked by a Chicago newspaper, Bishop Eaton, is there a hell? Her response, there may be, but I think it's empty. And I read that, Bishop Eden, do you know who talks more about hell than anybody else in the Bible? Jesus does. And Jesus said it's a real place and people are going there. Uh, if you follow your flesh, you might die early, but then you'll go to hell. That's the bad news. Here's some good news. What happens if I go the other route, the Holy Spirit Road? Look at verse 13, Romans 8:13. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now notice you get two things when you follow the Holy Spirit. Number one, the Holy Spirit leads to a battle. (laughs) If you decide to follow the Holy Spirit, don't expect your flesh to like it. Your flesh will fight the Holy Spirit the rest of your life. So you do get a battle when you follow the Holy Spirit, but the big thing you get, the second thing you get, it says you will get life. You'll get eternal life if you follow the Holy Spirit. That's the one thing you don't want to miss. There's a story that many years ago an atheist was traveling around Scotland, he was a very eloquent speaker, large lecture halls would fill and he would debunk Christianity. One night he's speaking to a large crowd. At the end of the message, any questions? An old peasant woman puts up her hand. Well, sir, I am not learned and you are so much smarter than I am, but just can I ask one question? If you are me and I've been a Christian my whole life, I've gotten much comfort by believing in Jesus Christ. If I discover when I die, there's no God, There's no Jesus, there's no heaven or hell. Well, what would I really have lost by believing on Jesus in this lifetime? And he said, well, madam, I suppose you wouldn't have lost much. And she said, thank you. Just one more question she had for the atheist. If when you die, you discover there is a God, there is a Jesus, there is a heaven, and there is a hell, what, sir, will you stand to lose? And the story goes that the audience applauded the old woman and stood to its feet. And the atheist sat down. (laughs) Listen, the one thing you don't want to miss is eternal life in heaven. That's what you get by following the Holy Spirit. We've learned so far, there's two roads. You can either follow your flesh or you can follow the Holy Spirit. And let me share something rather personal right now. Years ago, I was being tempted to leave the Christian faith, to leave the Christian ministry, and to go off into a life of sin. And I had a dream. And in the dream, I died and went and stood before the gates of heaven. And the gates of heaven swung open, beautiful music poured out, and this large crowd dressed in white came to meet me. And in the front row was my dad and my brother, and I started crying. But then it dawned on me in the dream, I had rejected Christ before I died. And I wasn't going to get inside those gates. And I started to wail. And suddenly, my jaw snapped shut. I heard this loud grinding noise. It was the gnashing of my teeth. And I woke up. And I didn't go down the flesh road. When you follow the Holy Spirit, you end up in heaven. When you reject Christ and the Holy Spirit, you don't want to go there. Look at verse 14. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again. Here's the next lesson. Notice the two things the flesh offers you. If you follow your evil desires in life, you get slavery and you get fear. You're enslaved to your sin. You're addicted to your sin. And then you're afraid of life. You're afraid of what's going to happen to you when you die. You get fear. Somebody handed me this. It's called A Letter from Satan. I saw you yesterday as you began your daily chores. You awoke without kneeling to pray. As a matter of fact, you didn't even thank God for your food. You are so unthankful. I like that about you. I cannot tell you how glad I am that you have not changed your way of living. Fool, you are mine. Remember you and I have been going steady for years and I don't love you yet. As a matter of fact, I hate you. I hate you because of God. I'm only using you to get even with God. He kicked me out of heaven, and I'm going to use you as long as possible to pay him back. You see, fool, God loves you and has great plans for you, but you have yielded your life to me. I'm going to make your life a living hell. This is just a letter of appreciation from me to you. I'd like to say thanks for letting me use you for most of your life. Fool, you are so so gullible. You make even me sick. And you're beginning to look old. Sin is taking its toll. I need some new blood. So go ahead. Teach the little kids how to sin. Do what you do in their presence, and they will do it too. Kids are like that. If you were smart, you would run to God somewhere, confess your sins, and live for him. It's not my nature to warn anyone, but to be your age doing what you're doing is really ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. I still hate you. Signed, hate, comma, Satan, That's what you get if you follow your flesh. Slavery to sin and fear of the future. (laughs) All right, that's the bad news. The rest of the sermon is good news. What will you get if you follow the Holy Spirit? You get four wonderful things. Look at it, please. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. But you have received a spirit of adoption as sons. The first thing you get as a person who follows the Holy Spirit, the Spirit grants us adoption. We become children of God. This is a true story. The year was about 1900. There was a little orphan boy who dressed in rags. His name was Lucky. He sold newspapers, slept where he could but one day he found himself wandering from downtown chicago into the rich residential area he's standing in front of this huge mansion and just awestruck and before he knew what he'd done he he got up on the lawn and suddenly this little 8-year-old boy is on the porch and he rings the doorbell a man comes answers, yes son, can I help you? Mister, do you live here? Yes, this is my home. Wow, would I like to live in a place like this and to be able to play on the lawn with no one to drive me away. And uh, mister, do you have a little boy? And he said, "Uh, no, Mrs. Lowry and I, we can't have children. Oh, mister, and then he reached into his pocket. Here are five pennies. This is all the money I have in the world. But what if you take the money, I'll come be your boy, and you can be my dad. (laughs) And the man yells upstairs, honey, come down here, you've got to see this. And a very regal woman came downstairs, yes. Well, this little boy doesn't have a mom or dad, and he wants to become our son. What do you think? They brought the little boy into their house. They fell in love with him. That week, they took him down to the county courthouse, adopted him as their own son, brought him back into the mansion, threw away his old clothes, gave him a bath, gave him a new set of clothes, raised him as their own son, gave him the best education. And that little boy on the porch went on to become a prominent Chicago physician, Dr. Lucas Lowry. (laughs) And that is what God did for you. We were standing before God in nothing but sin and rags. God took our sins away, washed us of our sins through the blood of Christ, gave us a new set of clothes. The righteousness of Christ is imputed to us when we believe in him, brought us into the mansion. And the first thing you get by following the Holy Spirit is you get sonship, you get adoption. That's the first blessing. The second blessing of following the Holy Spirit, look at verse 15. We receive adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The second thing we get, we get adopted, but number two, we get intimacy with God. The word Abba is an Aramaic word. Jesus spoke Aramaic. The word Abba means daddy. So when you enter into your uh, faith in Christ, you get an intimate, you can call God your daddy. Now uh, yesterday there was a movie theater here in the Twin Cities that was showing The Wizard of Oz on the big screen. So I went. Great movie. Technicolor like you've never seen on your TV set. And what a, what a great film. But do you remember the scene where they go into the throne room of The Wizard of Oz and everybody is shaking and there's Oz oh, the Great and Powerful, and And I think people sometimes, that's their view of God. And, and I don't doubt that God is awesome and, and there's a proper fear of God. But God doesn't want you to be afraid of him. Because Jesus said, you can call God Daddy, Abba, Father. You get, inherit, you get um, the sonship, you get adopted. You can call God Daddy. You get intimacy with God by following the Holy Spirit. Third thing you get, look at verse... Where are we? (laughs) Look at verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You You get adoption, you get intimacy. Third thing you get, you get the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit bears witness inside that we are children of God. Story of a little boy that went outside on a cloudy day to fly his kite. The kite went so far out you couldn't see the kite anymore. And he's standing there flying his kite. A man comes by, what are you doing, son? Well, mister, I'm flying my kite. Man looked up, I don't see any kite. How do you know there's a kite out there? Little boy said, mister, I can feel the tug. (laughs) How do you know if you're truly a Christian? Well, God has put the Holy Spirit within us. We can feel the tug as the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So I got an email from a viewer who said, uh, Pastor Brock, I don't have the assurance of my salvation anymore. Uh, I, I believe, but I, I don't go to church anymore. I don't read the Bible. And how can I get the assurance of my salvation? And I said to her, you have cut yourself off from the way the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit works through the Bible. The Holy Spirit works through church, through prayer. And I said, um, you've got to get back in the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit. I said to her, there are days I doubt my salvation. And that's the day I need to take Holy Communion, go to church, pray, and the Holy Spirit will then witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. But don't cut yourself off from the avenues of the Holy Spirit and expect to have that inner witness. Let's look at the fourth thing that happens when you follow the Holy Spirit. You get adoption, you get intimacy, you get the inner witness and number four is verse 17 Romans chapter 8 verse 17 and if we are children we are heirs also heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him in order that we may be glorified with him the fourth thing you get by following the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit leads to the inheritance you get an inheritance now. Paul wrote Romans chapter 8 to the Romans, the Christians in Rome. There was a Roman tradition that if you are a Roman citizen and you have no child, you can adopt one of your slaves and the slave would become your child and would get your inheritance. And that's what Paul is saying here. When you come to Christ, God adopts you and makes you a child of his, So then, one day, you're gonna get the inheritance. Years ago, a pastor went to visit an elderly woman of his church. And he's sitting in her home, and he looks on the wall, and here is a uh, piece of paper that's framed hanging on the wall. And he just was curious, he said, can I ask you, what is that? Well, after my uncle died, uh, they sent me that and I thought it was pretty the way it was decorated and had his name on it. So I thought I would just hang it on the wall in his memory. Pastor goes over and looks at it carefully. This is a certificate of inheritance. Did you read this? Well, I don't read very well. Was your uncle rich? Well, yes, very rich. He's left you everything. (laughs) And this woman discovers she inherited it all and had been sitting on it. Listen, I think when you and I get to heaven, we're not gonna believe the inheritance we're going to get for, follow, for following Christ. So let, let's, let me just sum it up. There are two roads you can go down. The road of the flesh, which most people go down, you get slavery, fear, and ultimately hell. Or you can follow the road of the Holy Spirit where you get the inner witness, you get the inheritance, you get intimacy with God, and you get adopted. And at the end of Robert Frost's poem, he says this, I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence, the two roads diverged in the wood and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Christian, everybody, take the road less traveled by, follow the Holy Spirit, And someday, ages and ages hence, you will be saying, it was worth it. Amen.
2: Welcome to the portion of the Pastor Study where we now ask Pastor Brock to share with us his knowledge of Scripture and his insights to answer questions we have regarding the Bible, our Lord, and our everyday walk with Him. Pastor Brack, in light of the sermon that you preached, could you explain exactly who is the Holy Spirit?
1: Yes, uh, the Holy Spirit is God. And just in case somebody doesn't know, Christians believe in one God in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mormon, not Mormons, uh, well Mormons believe in thousands of gods. Muslims think Christians believe in three gods. We don't, we believe in one God in three persons, Jesus' last words on earth, Disciples go baptized in the name, singular, of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So the, God the Father created the world, God the Son died on the cross. God the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity who comes to live inside Christians. So it's a huge honor, I mean it's an amazing honor, that God the Holy Spirit actually comes to dwell in the hearts of believers. That's who the Holy Spirit is.
2: Okay, so how does one receive the Holy Spirit then? Yeah,
1: uh, it says in the book of Acts, Acts 16, I think, be baptized and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, how much more will God give the Holy Spirit to those who obey Him? So, Jackie, it's important. In fact, I, I talked recently to a, a guy who's like 22 years old, Christian guy. I said, when were you baptized? "Oh, I've never been baptized. I said, you need to get baptized. Because the, the baptism is the last words of Jesus. Go baptize people. So we get the Holy Spirit through baptism. You can get the Holy Spirit. It's not not saying that's the only way you can get the Holy Spirit, but it's the big deal in the New Testament. So I'd get baptized. If you've never been baptized, call the church. Get baptized. Yeah.
2: Well, can a person who has the Holy Spirit still sin?
1: <laughs> yes, because we all we all sin after we're converted. Now the difference is. Before I have the Holy Spirit, I can sin and doesn't bother me at all. After I have the Holy Spirit, if I sin, it bothers me. A so context. a Christian can't live in sin because if he does, it just drives him a little nuts. You repent when you have the Holy Spirit of sin, but we still sin after conversion. Yeah, until we die when thought, word or deed.
2: You talked about God adopting us as his children, but Isn't everyone a child of God Mm -hmm. though? I mean, everybody that was created?
1: No, we're all creatures of God. God created everyone. We're not all children of God. In fact, the apostle Paul says, we were born children of wrath, of God's wrath. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you are of your father, the devil. So we're born children of the devil. We only become children of God through, uh, uh, Paul says, as many as, uh, how did he put it? Um, all who have faith have become faith in Christ have become children of God. You become a child of God through faith in Christ.
2: Okay. What's the inner witness of the Holy Spirit? You know, uh,
1: that's in Romans 8 again from what we read. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So Jackie, if you still know you're forgiven of your sins, you're going to heaven, you have Christ in your life, if you know that, that's the Holy Spirit that's keeping that in you, because if, if he left us alone, we'd lose our faith in a minute. But the Holy Spirit is in there to bear witness that we're Christians.
2: Well, if a person is in doubt about their salvation, does that mean they don't have the Holy Spirit?
1: No, I mean, uh, the Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. It doesn't say, believe perfectly in the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. E- Even the strongest Christian has doubt mixed in with their faith. That won't be totally routed out until we're in heaven. So, but yeah, you can. But but the whole. If you have doubts, like I said, you know, there are days I wonder if I'm saved. But I fight those doubts. I know I am saved because of the word of God, promising me, believe in the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. I love to take Holy Communion. That comforts my heart that I'm saved. So, yeah, you can have doubts, but you got to fight them.
2: <laughs> okay, some pastors. Are now referring to the Holy Spirit as a she. Uh, Is that right?
1: No. All right. Where, I just read this recently. The ELCA Lutheran Church, the liberal branch of Lutheranism that you and I used to be part of, and we left it to join a more biblical branch of Lutheranism. Um, they have a bunch of new female bishops, and they're referring now to God as the Holy Spirit and God as a she. The New Testament and Old Testament never refer to the Holy Spirit as she. Yes, the word ruach in in Hebrew is is and the word spirit in in Greek is is neuter, but but when when we refer to God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the, the Bible never calls the Holy Spirit as she. This is craziness.
2: What led them to this?
1: Because is they uh, there's a movement in liberal churches to get rid of Father, Son, Holy Spirit language because the feminists. Think that's oppressive? Jesus taught us to pray, "Our Father in heaven." I went to a liberal UCC United Church of Christ service. "Our Mother who art in heaven." No, you don't. You don't correct Jesus Christ from the pulpit. So, um,
2: are Christians required to tithe? You've talked about tithing yeah. before, and we right. got a little bit of yeah. time
1: left. you know the tithing is when you give ten percent of your income to the Lord. It was a requirement for the Old Testament Jews to take 10% of their crops and give it to the service of the Lord. Are Christians required to do that? Well, not technically, because tithing is not required in the New Testament. But the New Testament principle is give as you prosper. And my response, Jackie, if the Old Testament Jews who knew this much about the love of God gave 10%, should we New Testament Christians who know this much about the love of God, would we be moved to give more or less than the Old Testament Jew? I think every Christian should at least tithe, but it's not a technical
2: requirement. Okay, and people- But do it. Okay. <laughs> All right, we've got less than a minute left, Tom. Yeah. Why don't you close with prayer today? You know, everybody, we've been talking about
1: the Holy Spirit and, and how the flesh, the evil human nature we were born with Uh, that'll lead you to hell. The Holy Spirit will lead you to heaven. And some of you are watching this and and you're caught in sin and you can't quite bring yourself to come to the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to pray. Let's just take a minute. Father, we pray for anyone watching this show and they know that the way they're living is not right. We would pray, God, that you would open that person's heart bring them to Christ, may they talk to you when this show is over and ask you Lord Jesus to come into their life and to forgive their sins. And Lord, we can't do this on our own cuz we're so wicked. Pray that you fill these people with the Holy Spirit and give them the grace to come to Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you for watching the Pastor Study.